Good evening, boys. Welcome to the Mixed Big Desk for another version <laughs> of League Teams. Oh, Dicko, Jono, Rusey, and Nuts. There you go. There you go. Boys. I call my son that all the time. Eh? He'll be thinking, yeah, good on you, Dad, putting yourself in. These two came up with a great thing while we were chatting a second ago. A very even round. We're poised for... Nine matches of really even That's football. That's right, Dem. I came and up the with reason? all the stats, but I'm happy for you to deliver no, it. Oh, you were good. No, you, I came up with the idea and you supported me. <laughs> I look forward right. to tipping one again. Yeah, the right. only game, which we'll go through, the only game where there's a disparity of two is Collingwood. In terms of win-loss. Win-loss. Brisbane. So you're saying like, Brisbane. Yeah, all so the others. And if you factor in the buys, because two teams have played one less game, which is the Suns and Port... Um, it's a very, very even round in terms of win-loss, so it should be a good round. Every round's been good so far, but it typifies what the season's giving us, so it's great. Did someone text you that? No! You, you no. didn't come up with it. No, it was your idea. That's what I said. <laughs> Just stick to getting texts from your boy. <laughs> oh, hang That's on. That's all right. Hang on, Ross Lyon over here. <laughs> we, we, we eagerly await to see how your kids like that shirt. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Get some good feedback. Let's start with the first one. The, the doggies are taking on St Kill. A lot of talk about the dogs forward line and the ruck situation at the moment. Does your mate Roughhead come straight back in? I Can think he... they keep the four big blokes red path? Well, as soon as I get all the intel, I might as well talk about the yeah. dogs and boys, so oh, we'll yeah. start the off. Floor and, is yeah, yours. Roughhead He's all, played uh, two now, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has. And so like, you'd think he'd come back. He has to come back because yep. what happened in the last quarter against Geelong last week when Zach Smith just got on top and went... Down Salwood's throat, danger for Field's throat. Yep. Big entries, really hurt the dog. So they need Roughhead straight back into the side and he's right to go. So that will happen. It then goes to the question, OK, is, yeah. is Cloak the one that has to has to make way for him? Because Redpath has probably been playing a little bit uh, better at, uh, at the moment. And then you've got Tom Boyd as well, who probably not going to go out the side because he needs to help um, Roughhead out See, in, in the ruck. See, i that. And it, it, just to interject there if I can. Of course. I think, I think Cloak stays in because... He made a couple of errors, but they were discipline errors, whereas Redpath made some errors and they were game knowledge errors. You know, there's a couple of times he ran over to a teammate, took his opponent with him, mm. who spoilt the teammate. That was an easy mark, 25 metres out. He's making three or four game knowledge errors. I reckon the other thing with Redpath is, because we've already seen players getting rested a lot this year, I reckon the other thing is, did they bring Redpath back in a week to it? Not too early because they Cause have a lot of figs out. Yeah. I, I think he's been going okay, but is yeah. it the week where you maybe give him a rest? I just can't see them playing Roughhead, Boyd, Cloak, no, and Redpath. I don't and think they can, Dicko, no. because I think they've got to look at the smaller players of St Kilda up down back. And when I say that, I mean, you know, Montagna, you got Geary down there. Nunes make, he had the concussion last week, may play. McKenzie played okay, might hold his spot. So. Holy spot. So, therefore, I think that's where the dogs have to focus. They'll, they'll work out Brown and Carlisle. That, that's OK. Yeah. But I think it's on the ground where they need to get it right. Well, you're speaking on the ground. I think the cloak is that transition forward they need. Like Dermot said, he's doing yeah, some up good the ground things. A bit up more. the ground. They yeah. need that one. We've said they lack that connection the whole year. I think cloak might have to play that role. So, I'm with you, Dermot. I think he has to play. And, and I think it's a really good week for the dogs because they really haven't had their A team. So, they're starting to... We don't think Stringer's going to play, but they, they got a few back last week. Mitch Wallace was fantastic coming back. The others, Murphy was good in, in patches. So I, I like the dogs this week, but it, it will be interesting because clearly they got Cloak there to play that sort of lead-up role. Like they wanted to go with a more traditional forward line this year, which they were able to do last year before Redpath. So I'm really fascinated to see what their lineup will be this week because uh, the sides that have got hold of St Kilda have really capitalised through the arcs of the ground. That's so. right. And that's what he provides. And then the run the dogs 
do deliver off half yeah, back yeah. when the runners they do have there, then that, especially at Etihad Stadium, that connection is necessary so you can continue that drive forward. Really impressed last week and the week before in the second yeah. half as well with Caleb Daniel when he went on to Sam Mitchell. Played not a defensive role on Sam Mitchell but found a lot of the ball in the back half. Last week he actually went to the back of the square in the second half and I just thought they were really comfortable with the footy only when he had the ball. They were under so much pressure. But I think he clearly shows himself to be a man who absorbs body pressure. Game knowledge is really good. He scans the horizon really well and makes right decisions. He's clever. And one thing about him, you watch him, it's like he's got... When the ball's in his hands, like a shot of electricity. Everyone around him goes... Yeah. Something's going to happen. So, and the Bulldogs really need that in tight. And he's been the ignition for him. What he does, he's a little bit like Sam Mitchell, because I reckon Sam... And we've talked a lot about Sam's the, the guy that gets the kick into that 30 metre space. And we see, see there with Carla because Dog's game style is a lot of handball, which Geelong were able to cope with last week, and teams are starting to do that. Caleb looks like the kid that gets that ball 30 metres out of a contest and then gets it into motion. So, and, and I reckon the, he's, it's funny. I love talking to the kids that play in the carnival with these guys, mm. and they all rated him. All the kids that played with and against him rated him highly in his under-18 year, and there's no question um, the talent we're starting to see now is what the talent he had and displayed in, in that carnival. And I yeah. think when you're looking at that young talent, is right in the uh, coalface of that. It's the repeatable skill. So take out the 166 centimetres and 60-odd kilos. Yeah. The repeatable skill he showed, especially through the carnival, was electrifying. He was mm. down at Simmons Stadium, best oh, he on was ground. And he was brilliant yep. from centre forward, I yep. thought, in, in the carnival. We're seeing him go, have to go back a little bit for the dogs now to, to try and help get the ball out of that defensive area. And I reckon that vision no we just Boyd. saw then is, is how teams are now coping with that, that the dogs. Yeah, yeah they are. You could see... Geelong just pressing up, pressing up, pressing up, taking out the outcome. So goes to the ball, the source, rather than the ball's in here, dogs want to flick it around, he's my opponent, he's a, a doggy. If he peels off, don't follow him, keep at it, the source. Yeah, because if you if you pull back, they're just so good at getting their hands free and then they'll get a kicker, a Murphy off half-back, a Johansson mm. off half-back. You've got to keep at them and you've just got to outnumber them. We saw the, can, the I ask you that. can I ask you the question then? What's your belief? I thought their exit handball from... Congestion yep. in the finals last year was probably AFL greatest high. I, I just thought in terms of the, the best it's ever been, exit handball. Are they at that and would that have coped? Would the final standard of exit handball from the stoppage of the Dogs coped with Geelong's pressure last week? I think there's probably a different way to look at it, Dem. I don't think teams were great at it last year. You know, teams weren't great at coming back to the ball. The teams that, that did it, Sydney Sydney and the Bulldogs were the two best teams. They play off in the grand final. A lot of other teams don't defend that 10-metre area really well. They, And that's to, to the dogs' advantage. I think teams then look to emulate and say, look, we have to get more pressure on that ball carrier. We have to get numbers. And that's what Geelong did really well. So I reckon it's just changed a little bit from a defensive point of view. And the dogs will, will keep working on it. And also Luke, I think, will find different ways to, to be able to score. And that's why I think with that forward line in this week, it'll be interesting mm. to see their ball movement and patterns. I reckon there's going to be some fireworks too, just quickly, because the Saints, uh, 14th in time in possession differential. So it's all gang... Yep. Gang ho at the moment, and it's not working for them. So the Bulldogs, they just turn that up. They will play the possession game fast. So yep. Yep. that's where I think it's going to come to a head for yeah, the Saints. Saints played too fast last week. Way too fast. Played way too fast against, uh, against the Swans. Got to look at the Bombers uh, on the weekend. I saw your Adam Zappel just drop then when you mentioned. 
Cameron, just let me pull must, this tooth. You, you've got to be happy with just the Just let me pull this tooth out. It's going to feel a whole lot better than what I'm going to say. <laughs> they were really good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They were seriously good. Um, we, we talked about the Eagles. We talk about them a little bit later. But, yeah, they're, they're not as good on the road. But they still got a very good team, the Eagles. But the Bombers stitched them up. I, I reckon they smell blood better than anyone in the competition at the moment. <laughs> they do. They, they just get in and once they know they've got their prey on the ground, they just put the foot on the throat and say, we're going hard. And we've seen it uh, over in the West against Fremantle, couldn't sustain it. And then they've come back, we thought they'd drop off and they've put them to the sword again. I think the, the thing is, we've talked a lot about this the last eight weeks. I think we all agree that we like the the makeup of their team. Their forward line, yeah. which we've spoken a bit about. I mean, their forward line, all six have kicked goals two weeks in a row. Mm. I mean, it's it's a really good mix of tall, small, small speed, um, medium. Every small has got pace. They've got pace, etc., etc. So but They're uh, using it in both facets of the yeah. game to attack and, more importantly, to and defend. defend. Yeah. defend. And yeah. a fascinating thing is Rance. Yeah, and, and what they did really, really well last week is take McGovern out of the game. Their, their ability to, to kick the ball, they kick handball, but they're shorter kicks. And it'll be interesting to see who Rance A goes to and B, is he going to be able to sort of get from one player to the next to zone off, et cetera, et cetera. Because the way Essendon plays, it's very difficult to do that for defenders. Well, you're going to maybe in, in, on the back of that is try and get Rance as high as possible. Hooker might try to get him back, or if he goes to Danaher, they might try and drag him back. He'll at keep times, playing but... for the back. The he's last got to, line. It's yeah. got to come no. up to that half-back yeah. line then, you'd think, Rance, to try and stop it at that point and not let it get too deep because Danaher's on fire. And then at at, uh, at the feet of Danaher, they've got three or four players that are excelling in that forward craft of, of crumbing. So That's the point of difference. Mm. Everyone will be focusing on the Rance and Danaher. Everything will be unfolding around them because yeah. their forward pressure is enormous and Fantasia, as soon as he gets the ball... Yeah, he's, he's, got he's either, wheels, he yeah. either scores or there's a score involvement. So he's the most dangerous forward in that. Uh, in but that their forward game line. style is very difficult because what they have two, 272 kicks last week, 195 of them are under 40 metres. <laughs> I know. said at half time they had 140 kicks, yep. and only 23 of them went over 40 <laughs> yeah. metres. Yeah. So they just made up their mind. Don't dump it long mm. because they've got Yo, they've got uh, McGovern, McGovern, they've got yep. Barras yep. as well. Barras there. And as the well. other thing about the kicks, they don't go over seven foot. Mm. Yeah, they so, yeah. Boom. Yeah. so yeah. do Richmond set up a zone-type defensive setup, or do they go potentially man-on-man man more often to affect the spoil on the short kick, not just give that short kick? Or is it give the short kick, man the mark with intensity to slow them down, make them go long down the yeah, line? Yeah, look, Richmond's rankings, we chatted about it before. I know there's this doom and gloom around the Tigers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, which we're not Tiger supporters. Sorry but we, laughing. We sort Sorry. of feel for them. But, but their game style's going to stack up because yep. if you look at points against their two, time in forward half, which is a big one, Jono, for what you were talking about. Mm. If they can win the territory game, they've got some really good smalls that can get re-entries and dump kicks. Yeah, it means that Essendon aren't going to be able to get that kicking game going. Forward half, intercept, scores from stoppages. So statistically, the Tigers are in really, really good shape. It's frustrating. So I think if they set up the way they've been going and they can win the, the territory battle, get the ball in their forward line, they'll make it hard for the Bombers to, to get it out because what the Bombers have done well is, as we've said, they've kicked it nicely, they've controlled their kicks out of defence and then they've relied on their speed up forward. And their ball movement, Richmond, has been outstanding. They've used every inch of the ground. And I think that's been the unpredictable part to opposition is, well, this is a new team, new game plan we're up against. And uh, just to defend them a little bit, <laughs> 
Tigers had the second best scoring difference in the last 10 minutes of a game. It's so amazing, yeah. So that's the that's red a... time scoring. I think they're, they're fourth for the season. Yeah. Red time scores against. Yep. So they hold up pretty well and everybody's got that, as you say, the doom and gloom about the last yeah, yeah. minute or so. Mm. They've been knocked over two weeks in a row. For time on in the last quarter... They're actually ranked second in the comp. Mm. So yeah. it's a coordinate a coordination thing and organisation. So I'm sure Dimmer has just stopped them this week and said, "Right, hey, scenario one is this. Scenario two is this. Oh, hang on, we've played that out two weeks ago. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that hope they're hoping going to be twenty points in yeah. front. Yeah. 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 Two minutes to oh, go. Kick oh, the goals when they're there to be kicked. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. Exactly. Again, before we go to a break, the one thing I did notice during the week, Danaher's kicking goals now. And you look back at when he hugged his you know, Hibbert from yeah, Melbourne yeah. and you look back when he smiled at the crowd, he's kicked one goal five or whatever. He's actually enjoying his footy. Yeah. He was enjoying oh. his footy. Then he was just, oh, I can't His best celebration it. of the year is when he got that lucky soccer goal yeah. and he just stood there, yeah. a big unit <laughs> yeah. in the square. Best but he's loving his footy. And if he keeps churning out good stuff like this, let him yeah, smile, let him enjoy the game. Have There's you nothing seen wrong with smiling to him, I can tell you that. Have you seen his celebration? You know when you give the high fives, yeah. it goes up to Fantasia. Oh, he's not the, doing that, is he? two fingers. Oh, no. You said that, now I'm off him. Stop that. Me too. Let's go to a break. So Thursday night footy this week, what are we going to do with league teams? Why don't we just come on earlier? You know Derm's not great with time change. Great to see you have a look at your Friday night roster before you bounce in <laughs> Last weekend you bounced in early, which was surprising, and you weren't rostered on. Yeah, not the best. Why don't we do the pre-game, boys? Rusey, how do they make this overly thing pop up on here? Man, I wouldn't have a clue. Come and have a go at this. This is fun. Oh, yeah, good. Why don't we do the show on Wednesday? That's why you're on the big bucks, Rusey. <laughs> He's going to do that again, Charlie. Who won the Nords of Crosses? <laughs> Some of the worst acting <laughs> ever seen oh, on air. Yep. Hey, what about you? <laughs> There's an art to that, Dan. My peripheral vision, I, I was in sync with John. I thought we actually nodded quite We were good, yeah. normal. Mm. Yeah. You too, disgraceful. <laughs> uh, next game now, Melbourne take on the Gold Coast. Uh, Christian Salem, we know he's not playing. He's, but he's actually been pretty good for us. Yeah, he's been very, very good. So he's going to be the one they need to... Probably Melcham comes in. I think Salem's been playing off half-back. Got Melcham a bit of it last really week. well. Alex Neil Bullen, I think, was the other one that played particularly well. What's happened to Brayshaw? Look, he's having a rest, so mm. I don't think they've put a time frame on it. I think they're just allowing him away bang, from bang, the club. Bang. Yeah, he got another yeah. head knock uh, two weeks ago. Um, so no time frame at this stage, but like concussions now, I mean, everyone's yeah. going to be taking... Yeah, pretty conservatively. It'd, be, it'd have to be a couple of months then, you'd, you'd sort of think, just to let it settle? Oh, I think it's more of a case of let just let the kid get away. I, I, I think I would think it's going to be, you know, four to eight. Yeah. But I, I reckon, yeah, you start to put a time frame on it at all and the kid starts worrying about well, that's when right. am I back, and the when questions am I back, start coming. And questions in, start yeah. coming. Yep. So I think from the club point of view, it's just a case of get away and, you know, we'll, we'll assess it, uh, I suppose, in three or four weeks' time or what yep. have you. Yep. You want to have a look at the uh, kick-to-handball ratio? Yeah, look, I think the, the, look, the Demons are definitely still a developing team. They're still a young team. But from what I've seen this year, when they get their kick-handball wrong, as they did a bit in the first quarter, that's when they start to, to really struggle. It's more a case of... And, and look, this is a hard thing for a coach to, to dictate because you really want your players to be able to make decisions. So that there, yeah, you've then got to get into a kicking game at some point. It's just that extra handball where you're out into space... 
that creates some, some headaches for them. So first quarter they struggled, second quarter they became more of a kicking team. And I think that's the pattern for them this year. So still getting the Jack Viney one. Kick that left just leg. kick that, yeah, left All leg. Go inside, yeah, just pattern. change momentum. Yeah. Put Jaden Hunt under pressure. Yeah, again, developing team, and they'll, and they'll still get it right. Because the last thing you want to do as a coach is say, oh, we've got to kick, kick, kick. And then all of a sudden, they don't they don't handball at all. But I just like them better when they're able to, to get that balance a bit more in the kicking favour. Well, it'll be tested this week. You know what Gold Coast will do. They'll tease enough to yeah. say, right, a handball, 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 shut and them close, down. So yeah. hopefully they've practised. Well, that's what week. I did last week against North. Gave North Melbourne confidence yeah, in, in the game yeah. because they were able to put that high pressure on. You know what it's like when you get a team that's uh, putting high pressure on and getting success on on yep. the back of it. Yep. Their confidence goes through the roof, mm. and it's hard to then reel that back in. So what do the D's do? You you touched on it. You know what the Gold Coast will do, and that will be to get the long aerial ball into Tom Lynch and two metre Peter. And how do they go? Do they play three oh. tall stand back still in Oscar and Tom McDonald? Look, well, Tom's the one. Down, or... Tom's the one that's sort of been forward a bit, rucking Swing. a bit. I mean, look. Goody and the coaching group have been... Yeah, we touched on it. There's probably a few too many tricks, but a lot of them are, are really at the moment. They haven't got Gorn. They haven't got Spencer. So they're just trying to get a bit of an advantage. Their clearances have been particularly good. So a lot of the sort of tricks they're trying to do are as a result of no Hogan, no Gorn. Um, and it hurt them last week. Ben Brown was probably the difference in the team. I thought Cunnington's great, but Ben, ben Brown. So it's going to be a... Interesting. Do they settle Tom back at centre-half back and say, well, you've got to take the, 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 the best player? Um, Oscar plays on the, the sort of third tall, Sam Frost. So it'll be interesting because personnel-wise, they are two really key players down. Who's the best tall defender on Melbourne's... Well, Tom's the one that looked like he was going to be the, the all. Yeah, he was going to be the all Australian, yeah. but the, the guy that was going to, you know, he um, and Sam Frost could become a great they combination. Could, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, they could. Look, Sam where does Frost, that leave Oscar? Well, Oscar could play forward. He actually was a good forward as a kid, and and part of um, we talked about this with Weedering, a bit with Shacky, a bit with some of the other tools. Sometimes you go back and forward, um, but Tom's the more mature one, so he's more able to play ruck. He's more able to play forward. Did a really good job the week before. Yeah. So, look, it is a bit difficult for him at the moment because they haven't got Gorn and Hogan. But do you settle Tom down? Maybe Oscar becomes a swingman and he's, he he goes forward because Sam Weedham, a lot of pressure on Sam Weedham as a young there kid, is, yeah, isn't and, and it puts more pressure on Watts as well because you know he's not playing as much in the ruck. So they've got a fair bit to think about from a personnel point of view. Personnel, I love how we're not even discussing the ruck stocks at the moment. Cam Pedersen, averaging yeah. 17 disposals, <laughs> kicked seven goals yeah. in a month of footy. He's been good, yeah. So why wasn't he in the ruck with Gorney? And doing that the whole way through. What an outstanding job he's yeah. done there. So now we're talking about the bookends, all right? Where does it all fit? But Tom's got to start forward, definitely start forward. And Because if you start him back, you're showing your hand that, right, we need some support down there. Give him, give him the opportunity out forward to really grow as a player. Let's move. Collingwood uh, taking on the Brisbane Lions. I don't think there's going to be too much doubt about this. Is how long can Brisbane stay yeah. in the game? Like last week, they were pretty good in the opening quarter against Adelaide, but how could they stay in the game? The Magpies, on the other hand, I mean, they're a 3 and 16, yeah. but they've performed a bit better than that. They look like being a. <laughs> Two and seventeen there until half time until they tweaked a few things. Although so I suppose they've got a bit more urgency to get the ball forward after half time. I thought last I said last week they're very well structured. They go into games, they know their opposition very well. So I thought they looked a bit hesitant early. They weren't taking the kicks they should have against a Hawthorne because you've got to put the foot down to Hawthorne and land the first blow and they didn't. 
And that's when we saw a 43-point deficit um, and we thought, oh, hang on a minute. But I know everyone around here thought Collingwood had a big chance yeah. because when they started to attack the corridor, it really put Hawthorne on the back foot. And you know when you can get the Hawks, as soon as you move through the middle of the ground, as soon as you can turn the defenders' heads, you're through. So Hawthorne haven't played their best footy in second halves of footy and Collingwood just ate that up. Yeah, well, you look at the, the first half versus second half, plus 20 contested possession. Yeah, the 46% kick long and then they kicked a handball as well. So, mm. I mean, that's the game. And it doesn't always work. People said, oh, why don't they do that in the first half? I thought Hawthorne were good in the first half. Hawthorne's has, has had a... We'll talk a bit about them later, but I thought it was as much around Hawthorne's defensive setups mm. that weren't allowing Collingwood to get... But Hawthorne do break down. They've got about a half of really good football in them and then Collingwood really took advantage. Then so to go was, back to that then, yep. Hawthorne, I thought as well in that first half, when they had the down-the-ground shots, you could see Hawthorne yeah. had gridded out. Set up very well. Very, very well. That yep. was a solid performance. And Collingwood are flicking it around yeah. the back line. Did they not have enough urgency... With it, did they have enough dare during those times? when? Because plenty of teams are going to set up well against them. Well, I think what happens is you, you, you've got to take the first possession quickly. If you don't... So then you're caught. The second second half, but you don't want to def- you don't want to attack from your defensive half the whole day. Yeah. And, and Hawthorne were good. They were winning the territory battle in the first quarter. So and then the first possession needs to be quicker. So if you can get that, you know, how marks it, bang that first handball, then you you don't allow the opposition to, to set up. And that's what they did better in the second Brisbane's half. Brisbane's ball use then is becomes the most important aspect of, of yep. their game because I've seen them against the Bulldogs kick you know amazing. You know, a number of goals in that first quarter. Eric Hipple was getting out the back, yeah. and it was all drive off, yeah, was. off half back. And mm. they were able to do that last week against Adelaide as well. So Daniel Rich becomes really important because some of his kicks in those games where they have scored out the back have been elite. But then we've seen a Daniel Rich just, you know, really become predictable with yep. his kick. The opposition know Daniel Rich is going to get it. So this and is then, targets. These this, are targets he has parallel to him. Definitely. He needs to look lateral, get it back inside. Then they may be able to get some competition with with Martin there, number 12 for Brisbane versus Otten in a one-on-one situation, which they'd like, rather than long down the line. That one, that last one wasn't too bad, but this ain't great. He's looking at he's actually, spare players. He's actually looked out left. He saw the spare players and then ignored yep. that. Well, hit. you've got to give that. You might be able to hit a lead-up, and then you're not kicking it to 8v8 inside forward 50. Good luck, yeah. um, good luck live, getting anything from that. From that. Yeah, yeah. And Rich is a good enough player. He is. To, to be able to square it up with a hand, handball, little handball that second one, Derm. But he's a barometer as well. He is, yeah. In I terms agree. of their ball use. And when he's using it well, he's effective over 25 to 30 metres because he bullets them in and they get free-flowing play um, from that. When they but, played earlier in the year against Richmond, Daniel Rich lowered his vision. They all yeah. lowered their vision and they really got inside the, the Tigers and their defence. But this week, what's going to happen with the Collingwood set-up forward line? We spoke about it last week. We showed Jamie Elliott how he... Organised. Darcy Moore was outstanding last week at just throwing himself at everything. <laughs> when he wasn't in the contest, hang Quite on, well. he was. So I think um, the way their dynamics are set up now, and Fasola didn't have his greatest game, so I think they, they got their work cut out down defence, Brisbane. Yep. Brisbane's opponents last week, the Adelaide Crows, they take on Fremantle. A couple of guys might be missing here. Brody Smith uh, came up with a bit of a, with, I think, a hamstring uh, strain yep. today at training. Curtly Hampton, he's likely to miss with an ankle injury. And, and Hayden Ballantyne's got a bit of a setback. Yeah, in, and Sandlin's in, out too. So the yeah. media-friendly Ross Lyon, I think, <laughs> let that out. <laughs> He's changed, Ross. He had a massive influence on that man. You have had an astounding (laughs) effect on him, haven't you? But it's, again, another fantastic game. 7-2 versus 6-3. And the turnaround from Frio has been fantastic. Adelaide still... 
I didn't see much of the game, but by all accounts, Adelaide were, were okay against Brisbane. Not, without, not great early. Yeah. They just outworked him in the end. It was just their experience and class that, that got them through, and their work rate in the second half in particular. And Tommy Lynch was probably the main one for that. But that, that's all it was for Adelaide. It wasn't sort of you stand there and go, you know, this team's you know back on track. They're certainly not yet. Well, I think the biggest thing with Adelaide over the last three weeks, and I'll include the, probably the first quarter and a bit against Brisbane, when you put real heat on them, they're not great at absorbing the pressure at the moment, are they? They get a little bit sloppy. We can see here a little bit sloppy with their with their ball. Now, every team is going to do that, but I thought the first five, six weeks, they absorb pressure better than any other team. Their ability to be clean, sharp, sharp find a little short handball target, find a kicking target. But even against Brisbane, who we know are just a young, developing team and, and, and struggling, yeah, they really struggle with their, with their ball use that under bit pressure. Of, that bit of um, play there were five handballs. Yep. In the first month of footy, that would have been that inside 55 mm, yeah. seconds ago. North yeah. Melbourne did that. Yep. North Melbourne did exactly that, yep. but did it for and longer. Melbourne, and, and, Melbourne and broke Adelaide down. Yep. And their Brisbane, you know, got success on the back of that for a quarter, yep. but then just haven't got the ability to sustain it at yep. the minute. Wonderful to see a, a new... Oh, not a new player. A new cheekiness. A refound cheekiness <laughs> yes, in a young player. I like this term. Uh, Michael Walters, and you picked it out as well. He uses the... Umpire is a, a screen here. You'd love this, Rusey. A bit of a basketball screen, thanks yeah. to, from the umpire. If Bob Murphy was here, he'd call it rascalish behaviour. Now, the umpire, he knows he's got him. There we go. <laughs> what I love as well, he knows that Doherty is arguing with the umpire, yeah. hands out, you know, trying to dispute the call. Yeah, that's good. And off he, Buddy off Franco he used to be good at that, I remember. Mm. He used to wait for the umpire to set the mark, and then he'd actually... I reckon a couple of times he got called back and said, no, you can't do that. But, I mean, that's how smart players well, are now. But but he didn't like set shots. He just wanted yeah. to be in instinctive <laughs> mode. So but, off he went. But speaking of Walters, um, t- two weeks ago through the midfield, and we asked yeah. Ross on the weekend. We said, whose idea was this to put him in the midfield? What a genius move. And we said, oh, we flirted with it two weeks ago and it's come to fruition. But what about their options through the mid Yeah, Yeah, they have. Both Hills, mm. Neil, Blakely, Fife, Mundy, Langdon, Pierce, Walters. Like, Waller. Yeah. They've got so much unpredictability through there and, and they can rotate the forward mids. They're in good shape for The him. most interesting thing that... Oh, he says something interesting every week. But Ross Lyons said on the cast last week, he said at about round six last year, we thought, no, we're pretty, we're pretty cooked. Uh, yeah, we had a look at a few players. Connor Blakely's one of those yeah. blokes. And he had a look at a whole range of players. They knew they couldn't play finals mm. by then. So he actually, he said it freed him up. Um, in selection and, and the likes to have a look at some blokes who were on the way through to see what they're capable of doing. Yeah, big body midfielder too. He might go to Sloan, obviously. Um, two weeks ago, uh, Bernie Vince. The week before that was Gibson. The weekend was Robin, Robinson have a crack yeah, on did, the weekend, did. but Sloan yeah. was battled through that a bit better. He got plenty he? of plenty of ball. Plenty a lot of, of it was, was under pressure, but yep. maybe that's you know good in some ways. You, sometimes your games are rated even yep. uh, higher because you've had to work you know, a lot harder for, yep. for your ball. So well, I think the other the other right. guy for, from Freo, I reckon, yeah, when someone's out, you tend to, to... I think he was rated Michael Johnson, but when they're out, you tend to miss them more. Now he's starting to come back into that. I reckon Hambling has helped him a bit. It, it yep. used to be Dawson and uh, Mc, McFarlane. McFarlane, yeah. And then Johnson played a little bit Dylan Robin and Rod, not so much the, the running off, but the intercept marking. I like the new player, Hambling, as well, too. Yeah. What they call him? <laughs> Hambling. Hambling. What's we know what you mean. Hambling. Hambling. Yeah, Hambling. No, but but we love both his of brother's them. Hambling. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty good. He might even get a mention in 360. That's up next. Nicky Winmar. The great Nicky Winmar is going to be on 360 coming up next. And uh, also one of your old mates, Luke Parker. He'll be joining the boys up next on 360. Well, after us, anyway.
you know, trying to break down the Eagles and you're trying to think, where are they at? They're an average footy team. That's exactly what they are. We've got some work to do, and like I said, you know, we're an average side. We're fighting for a spot in the eight. So um, that's where we're at, got to be honest. There's the coach. He reckons they're an average side, and well, they are playing that way away from home. Did you hear that though? Ruzy two weeks ago, they're an average side, and now the coaching. But uh, coaches, coaches agree. Are, look, I, I give coaches full credit now. I mean, you listen to their press conference. It's not many of them where you go away from the press conference. And go, is he kidding himself? The coaches are really mm. honest. They know where their team, as, as they should, but they know exactly where their team. I mean, the, the positive for the West. Before coach, you move on with this, did we ever go away from a? Press conference, one of yours, and go, the coach is kidding himself. <laughs> <laughs> you in Melbourne, he said, when, when we lost the games, I'll tell you. <laughs> go on. The best part about them is their win-loss. So they're still in the mix. They're still winning games. So Simo, yep. I mean, the glass is very much half full. There's no question about mm. that. But they do need to find an identity. I think they got smashed again around the contest, smashed in contested ball. They're just middle of the road at, at everything. Yeah, you, know, you take away their A game's probably yo. McGovern, yeah, contest, contested Kennedy contested forward. Kennedy yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. So they're a bit of a talent-based side at the moment. They need to find an identity. And I'm really confident if they do, yeah, they, they could play at the pointy end of the year. There's no question about that. It's through the middle of the ground like you touched on. And Essendon, you said, dangerous forward line. Elliot Yo and McGovern not going to have the impact they would against other opposition he sides. He ran Yo into the centre bounce a fair bit and mm. West Coast Eagles got murdered at the bounces. Essendon was so clean at the centre bounce. You look at this take yep. takeaway here. And the, I love the structure they had. Two big bodies and one pacey player. So that's a big body in Watson. And here's pure pace. Now, mm. see the way he draws away from the Eagles midfielders. And once again, another big body. People don't realise how big Dyson Heppel yeah, is. He's, he's a big, big midfielder. They're on that term, too. Like, a lot of teams are, are getting one extra forward behind off the centre bouncer. So they're protecting. They're protecting their centre bounce a bit, but it's also an offensive weapon. Mm. Yeah, Bulldogs did it a fair bit. They're probably the first ones to do it last year, the year before. Adelaide, Charlie Cameron, Melbourne are doing it a lot. So Essendon do that a bit as well. So just having that one extra behind the centre bounce off the defensive side, which protects you, but it also gives you a, a handball receive guy. And that's, they didn't through. have that with Tip and Woody coming off there. But what I see, they're, they're, what opposition doing now to West Coast, they lock onto Prittis centre bounce. So they yeah. know that, OK, we lock Prittis, yeah. and they're trying to get Shuey under the contesters as much as possible. So then they, create, touch off they create a little bit of space for themselves because that's happening. Now, look, it's hard to do because they're guns, but if you can actually manufacture that more often than not, then you're going to be um, getting more positive work out of that and more positive clearances for uh, for your team. And you need the Ruckman to obviously work in your favour exactly. if you are getting dictated to with yeah. the exits. And um, off the back line, just quickly, we spoke um, with Yo. On the flip side for the Giants, uh, Nathan Wilson, is he an unbelievable season? Oh, he's a yeah. good play. He's Very good. Averaging 544 metres think, off yeah, the back I think with the Giants' defence, we talked about the, probably the weakness of their small forwards. The Giants' defence in terms of their smallish defenders, yeah. sure... Zach Williams has had a terrific season, mm. and Wilson. They've got genuine speed, yeah. and they've got genuine ability to use the football and shut down opposition small forwards. So they've got pretty well set up. 
down back. So if you wanted to shut, if you were playing a small forward in a gating role, which one would you try and shut down? I know they've, we spoke about it last week, they're taking Shaw to the goal square. I think it's Shaw. Yeah, because I think it's Shaw. I think, yeah. I think it has the most mental effect on yeah. the group than, than the others. So Shaw is so demonstrative yeah. and he gets aggressive and you know you've got him beat and I think his teammates might see yeah. that a little bit knowing that our general's getting beat here and, he's you know, more the organiser. He's the organiser. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the organiser. Yeah, take yeah. the organiser out. I mean, it, it's not inconceivable. You play Shaw closer to goal and shut down Nathan Wilson because I agree. I think he's damaging. Yeah. Wow. And the amount of time that Jeremy Cameron or the likes runs onto the ball over the top against a bigger, more cumbersome opponent... It's Wilson who's been in that drive. And Wilson's forward. pure speed, so he gets out mm. because he can get out in out of traffic into space and delivers in that forward line. Let's talk about the evil empire up against Hawthorne. Mm. <laughs> well, they're back. <laughs> they are back. They're back. They're going all right oh, in the middle. Starts in the middle, and Kennedy's. Yeah. Well, the numbers he took control have gone up. a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, the numbers have gone up, haven't they? Really? I mean, you look at Hannery was best on ground last week. Parker looks a lot fitter, and and look, John Longmire, I reckon, was pretty honest. Um, spoke to him about four or five weeks ago on the radio. Yeah, they, they had some problems, injuries. Guys with limited preparation, limited pre-seasons. Isaac Heaney was crook as well. You could just see it. I mean, the shape of that team. Rampy's back into the team. You know, he makes it... Because Constantina's down. When you put your, your arguably your best defender, it means the next one rolls off and to the to the other forward. Without a doubt for me, Ruzi, I think that the Cal Mills incident with the Blues a yep. few weeks ago, four weeks ago, set a tone for, for you this You reckon that was landmark, group. don't you? No, well, in some ways, because you, you look from them, they haven't lost, and their senior players have back, back in form. that's what I mean. They, it was, they, it was, it was a landmark moment for them where they said, no longer. But it was even the week before that when he brought the group in, I reckon, yeah, Mills, and, and he chat. was the one having, having a chat to him. and I think... Look, and which is great for Mills. And, look, they didn't look after him as much in that Carlton game. But I think from that point... Kennedy, Parker, Hanterbury, they would have had to have got together as a group and gone, you know what, this young fellow's trying to fight the fight. He's got no help out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to our levels. Let's start fighting to protect these younger boys in the seat, in the team. And Haywood's one of those. And we're going to need to protect Malikin down back yeah. and Newman and start to take control back of the side. And that's what's happening. They're playing good footy. And he was down a few soldiers uh, as well. He, they had a yeah. pretty shallow back line. Yeah, but now Rampy's back. Yeah, oh, yeah. my golly. That's just like the missing piece of the pie. I think the speed coming? too. I mean, again... Better players back in. Uh, Zach Jones has now been moved into the midfield. The speed that... Because you're now complementing Kennedy, Hanabry and Parker, who aren't quick. Suddenly you've got you know, Zach Jones that can go in there. Papley's back into a bit of form because he's had an interrupted preparation. I know Cunningham's out this week. But you look at Zach Jones getting out of traffic. You look at Cunningham playing a high half-forward wing role, using his speed to get back in. Um, Kieran Jack might come back mm. in this week. And I think, you know, depending on... They did put um, it was Rowan and Tippett back in the Neafil, so they might give him a, a crack at the, the Neafil. They've got to replace Cunningham. Maybe if Florent comes back in. Well, they what they do there, Ruzi, as well in that vision. Yeah, if Cunningham's kick has to go long, and then Isaac Heaney and Jones actually are first out. Yeah. So they actually start the next line of defence, and that allows Kennedy and Parker to get into a better defensive position if the high ball does go in and comes comes out quite quickly. That's why they're so successful yeah. in the midfield. We see them kick the goals and score, which is great highlights, but allows them to set up more effectively defensively. I'm liking how you're renaming things today. We've got the Neafel, which you've just renamed the Neafel now as well. 
Well, depending where feet. you come from, north of the border or south of the border. So in oh, Sydney right. they call it Neafel? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I do. They do now. I just text Johnny Blake in to let him know. Sure is the coach of the Neafel team. <laughs> oh, I was talking <laughs> to Mitch Hart, who coaches the Brisbane Reserves, What's and he, he, call he called it the Neafel to me on the phone yeah, well, on the Mitch way here tonight. No <laughs> if Rusey's calling it the Neafel, that's what it is. All right. Tommy Mitchell. Not too often we get a 50. Possession game. Oh, I, I can't believe the debate. I mean, he's played a very, very, very good game. Of twenty-two contested. Yeah, twenty-two contested. Seven score involvements. Yeah, look, he was he was fantastic. And to be fair to Bucks, I mean, Bucks got thrown under the bus a little bit. He was just trying to sort of explain why they didn't, hmm. you know, tag him and 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 then sort of. It's a typical, yeah, media stuff. Oh, we, Nathan Buckley said, and yeah, to give the old Clark. Well, Nathan Buckley said Tom Mitchell didn't play very well or something like that. Yeah. Hang on, I'm not sure he said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I think both coaches, yeah, gave the credit they deserved. I think Clark said, look, it was more the outside, the weight of numbers, and then. Bucks tweeted something, I think, on Monday, Tuesday, saying, look, let's be clear, Tommy Mitchell had a, had a good game. Well, you've got to put it in perspective. I'm just going to crystal ball it a bit. Put Brad Hill back in there. Yeah. His inside yeah. work, he had a Brad Hill out there. Isaac yeah, and absolutely. Billy are trying to do their best. Yeah. That's an unbelievable game. We'll be talking yeah. about that going, that's ridiculous, because yeah. that outside run just dropped way off. So his inside work yeah. was A grade, A plus. Yeah. Plus when Diesel Williams used to get his 50 and Craig Bradley and the like used to, you know, capitalise on the outside. That was before metres gains and ranking points. Just oh, when right. you watched the game of footy and you said, that bloke had a good game. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have to go to metres gains and ranking <laughs> points and all the garbage we look at now. <laughs> can, we, can we just for oh, 30 on. seconds... <laughs> Get your take. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is grill rooms. You know. Get your take on a lot of the stats. Can I hang on? Let me give. I'm trying to. Now work give out. me the mummy one. I'm just gonna give me the mummy one. <laughs> well, mummy was the fifth ranked player on the ground. I think against was it Collingwood and hadn't touched the young yet. <laughs> <laughs> there was no no nurry, no seed, no nothing. <laughs> it's hit outs. Just a few hit outs. <laughs> Maybe a couple of tackles as well. So I love mummy. Tackles. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love two mummy. point, two point, two oh. point. In the last quarter, Ruthie would have been number one. <laughs> number one. Yeah, jumped up. Oh yeah. We digress, so Doom. Presence counts. <laughs> Come on. Speaking of presents, let's bring him in. Hello, Brownie. Hello, How are you, mate? Hey, I good. won money last week. I had a bet on the game I wasn't involved in. Thank Which you one? Very much. Which one? <laughs> uh, let's not ask that because it was wearing brown and gold. Okay, okay. Back um, the other guys. I have been banging on about Ben Brown first goal score every week. I come in here. He kicked it again did, on the yes. weekend. So four out of the eight games so far, and the other game he kicked the first goal, but it was North Melbourne. So I think he'll kick it again this week. I've picked out a couple of other ones. Gary Rowan last year. Kick more first goals than any other player in the comp. That was last year. It was very good last year. Three of the last four times he's played the Hawks, he's kicked the first goal. Josh Kennedy takes on GWS. They've played each other five times in their careers. Uh, or Josh Kennedy has GWS. Yep. Four of the five times he's kicked the first goal so far. So there's a couple of first goals to have a look at this week. And we've got a new promotion, 24 up. So if your team gets 24 up on a head-to-head -head bet, oh, right. we'll pay you out. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking about. <laughs> we'll pay you out. 24 up. So it's basically perfect for Richmond supporters, isn't it? So you get up, <laughs> you, you're happy, you've got your money, you've parked it to the side. You don't have to worry about them coming back. Yes, you've you got your money, but then it's just an anger issue yeah, in the third yeah, and last yeah. quarter, <laughs> breaking the TV, breaking the wind. 
window. So you keep your coins. So as soon as you get 24 points up, we'll pay you out. That's and specifically for the Tiger Army, is it? Uh, well, it's for every every game, but specifically, <laughs> it's a very good it's one. Been brought in for yeah, them. Yeah, very well. Right so you would have got paid out on Hawthorne and the Tigers last week when mm. they lost. Port Geelong, three times more money on Geelong. No Wingard in this week. Yep. Um, and 1-39 has been really strong for Geelong. It's about 2.25 at the moment. So big, big money on Geelong tomorrow night. Brownie, you're a star. We'll see you again next week. Thank Turn you, it. my friend. Up next, after the break, we'll be looking at the cats <laughs> and the power. What are you? I don't know. <laughs> Well, Zach, thanks for joining us. Your 100th consecutive game this week. Great effort. He's <laughs> looking at me like... I can't help it. <laughs> can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> no, you got it? Yeah, yes. Good one. Won't be shown at yeah. all. <laughs> Not that at all, mate. You must be a... <laughs> oh, I know your answer to this. You must be a great... <laughs> Ready, compose. <laughs> I'm gone, Benny. I'm gone. I can't even look you in the eye now. Yeah. He was brilliant. He was so good, Zach. He, the thing with that, you know, you do the interview, then afterwards you've got to sort of ask the questions oh, again yeah. in reverse. And all he wanted to do was get this thing, which we didn't have there, and, and clap it down. That's why I had it uh, had it beforehand. But he had, every time we I'd look at him, he had a twitch going in here. So he'd start to sort of smile. Ooh. And you know what it's like? I can't last five seconds. If someone grins at me, that's it. I'm, uh, I'm done and dusted. But Zach Tui, he's, he's, he's in great good. form. Yeah, he's, he's in great form. form. I wasn't that good. But, uh, Not so much. And 100th consecutive game, which is a, a mm. huge effort. And he is leading the back line, I think, in terms of that drive for, for Geelong. He pushed forward. He hit, uh, kicked a goal last week. And, and that's why we're, we're looking at him in terms of that sort of feature because he's in all-Australian contention, yeah, I reckon. He is. He's given uh, a lot Zach of the Tui. football, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean... Brownie touched on it before. Wingard's a big out for him, isn't he? Like, but mm. when Young comes in, Young has the ability to kick three or four, though. He's, he's actually been a, a pretty good player for them. It just hasn't... One of those players that seems to come in, play well. Cemented and himself last year. Last year fell he away. did. He fell away again. Four yeah. goals there for six yeah, weeks. Yeah, he played some good football last year. But look, the Cats, the story was the tackling. I mean, the, the biggest thing is, you know, is that the... The brand. Now, you're not going to get 134 every week. I mean, that's unsustainable. But, yeah, you'd like to think... They're averaging about 64 a game, which includes, obviously, the you know, the 134. But you'd like to get that up a yep. bit higher from the 64. You'd like to get that sort of 70 to 80 consistency. Because if they can bring that heat around the football, I mean, they're just a different football team to the one they were the previous three weeks. So Dangerfield set the tone last week with his uh, yep. with his efforts in that in that early stages. So is it others this week? Well, Murdoch had a good tackling game. Does he set the tone from from the outset, or is he to rely on the senior players again? And you got Parsons in there, Motlop, of course. Yeah, you know, Blixarves. These guys need to set the tone. Yes, well, Scotty Selwood coming in. He had seventeen he had himself. 17. Duncan had Mitch eighteen. Duncan had seventeen or yeah. eighteen. I mean, Mitch Duncan's probably the story too. I mean, he's been reasonably consistent this year. I mean, probably our first show we were crying out who's going to be that next level of, of midfielders. Mm. And he's been pretty consistent, all by about two games. You know, he's... he's his numbers are solid ranking there. Points. Ranking, ranking, ranking points, points. Yes. Let's not mention numbers to Rusey, <laughs> but his numbers points. were solid. But what I'm a trying to work out what they are, but they're good. <laughs> but what a great opportunity. If you're a midfielder in the Geelong team, you know those two boys are always going to stand up in yeah. danger field. Oh, what an opportunity to be the third or fourth yeah. down the line, because if you can cement your spot there, you're going to be given 25 a week. 
25 yeah. touches. And if you're using the ball well like Geelong can... And I think he that... can become a complementary midfielder with... They don't need necessarily another star. Like Guthrie comes back into that team. I really like him. But I think you're under a state Scott Selwood. I mean, he's he's a previous best and fairest winner. He think. is at West Coast. Yeah, West Coast and I can yeah. say that the, the time that I was there over the summer, yep. he was best on by... Yeah. A long way, I thought Scotty Selwood. Yeah. So, and then he got the injury and but got the setback. But I don't think he needs so, to be the star, John. Like, no. he, he can play a role. He can play a tagging role. You've got Guthrie that can go half back, come into your midfield. You've got Mitch Duncan that can go forward, come in. I mean, unfortunately, probably those small forwards. Cockatoo's out again. Yeah. Gregson's been injured. Might like, um, yeah, hasn't been as hasn't consistent been as, as good. So like. that's probably the area they'd love a bit more depth through that area. But they've got Parford injured, Gregson injured, Cockatoo's now injured. I think Darcy Lang comes back into that team. So that's probably an area that they like to have some of those players in that team. Zach Smith played wonderfully well on uh, last weekend again on the Friday night. I've noticed the thing in his, his best games, when he first went to Geelong, it was round one last year, his first half against the Hawks in that opening yeah. game was awesome. Spiked. For, in a career, it was a spike game for him, especially the first half. Then he fell away, lost his position a bit, and then it came back to another crunch game. Mumford was steamrolling everybody. He'd knocked over Geelong by himself physically, yined out Mitch Duncan, and then it came to the return game about 10 weeks later, and we were all thinking, oh, Zach Smith is just going to get pile-driven here. Best game yeah. he played since the first game. Yeah. And then again, drifts off a little bit this year. Even got dropped. Couple of weeks in the reserves. Comes back for a crunch game against the Doggies. Spikes again. Yeah. A fantastic performance. <clears throat> He's got to get consistency with his game because he proves it in big occasions that he can play well. And rather than have his career spike with yeah. motivation... Drifts off, spike with another motivation. He's just got to get to a plateau area and make that a good plateau. Spot on. And I reckon his premium's got to be, he's got to go forward and impact because he's ruck work and that's fantastic. But that's the two games you spoke about. He went forward and had a really big impact. So mm. when Tommy doesn't quite get himself into the game, they've got those multiple tall options they can stretch defence and take down He had an impact here. in the last quarter, though, against the Dogs, and he just yeah, put he it did. down Selwood and Dangerfield's mm. throat in the centre bounce, which which was ideal because Geelong were, were, were coming and oh, back clean, in the back of the they, and they were clean. And that, and that was really the difference in the game. Clean, clean takeouts v, you know, the, the dumb kick out of centre bounce. And Selwood was able to get away here, use his legs and really drive the ball in, uh, in forward for the, uh, for the Cats. And then they get uh, into strong positions. Same here with Dangerfield. And the fact he's able to get on yep. the end of this and get through and uh, and then obviously kick it long and, and deep having a try and have a shot there on his left, maybe the danger. But he wanted the, the goals, didn't through. he? Well, he hit the beauty <laughs> yeah. on the left in the I think he was shocked about his bouncing and then <laughs> threw him on his left. <laughs> that's anyway. But that's why Zach Smith should be a weapon for because centre bounce exactly. is so critical now. I mean, with the team setting up, yeah. with territory game. It's your one shot, isn't it? On, it's your one free shot at it, isn't it? To get yeah. it in your forward line. And he's, he's a very, very good athlete. Oh, Port's the interesting one too, isn't it? They're going along very, very well. And you can only beat the teams that you play against clearly but probably the two teams that when they were challenged Adelaide second half they got bowled over Giants the, uh, last quarter they got bowled over so I like the challenge for Porter for me it's a good it's interesting graphic yeah it is an interesting graphic so isn't it? Yeah. just to explain this for, for the viewer these are the teams they've beaten yep. and where they lay on the ladder so yep. you've got the uh, uh, and Freo at the Dockers. time, Freo, they, they're yeah. fifth now. But at fifth the time, now. they were yeah. travelling along a little busted yeah. at that yeah. stage, yeah. and yeah. they've only dropped one since then. 
I said, bastard. Yeah, I was just reading what it was on the rundown. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so they need a scalp. Yeah. They, they, they need to yeah. frank their form. I mean, most people will say half a season of footy is enough time to actually say this is a great sample size and you can get through without a scalp. But I reckon North Melbourne proved that the landscapes changed. Yeah. Last year they got through to the halfway mark. No one had knocked them off, but they yeah. proved that proves you need a you need a scalp. I think it's so. eighteen yeah. teams now. It used to be twelve. We used to talk about take the scalp to prove it, uh, but now it. it oh, sorry, yeah. it didn't look, need to a scalp. To be fair, to prove probably it. round one is a better win because round one was, was Sydney. Yep. Yeah, and they were reasonable shape at that stage. Yeah. So round one's probably a, a reasonable win, and that's at the SCG, and they generally get defeated by them. But I, I still think... I don't know where they need to win to make a statement, but I think they need to be in a really tough, physical, hard game that goes down to the wire. Yeah. And it plays into Geelong's hands the way they... They just attack so straight, Port Adelaide. They're just a power-running team and they dominate territory. Um, so that's going to be uh, right in Geelong's hands, I reckon. I know he's up in the news for all the... I suppose... I'm, me to be the one to say the wrong reasons for tribunal <laughs> stuff. Ben Cunnington... He is seriously tough, isn't he? He was a yeah. real show to not be playing this week, the way he went down. But he is one tough hombre and he's he'll settle up again. He was, a real, he was a real show not to play after he got injured. You know, like mm. it was a very good effort. He's like his last quarter, Jono. Mm. Um, his ability to win the contest and uh, he was yeah, he was terrific. Absolutely. So you've got Roe who will be out uh, with the ACL, oh, that's terribly unfortunate. Yeah. Dale Thomas will will test with that uh, concussion uh, um, situation there. The one thing I thought was fantastic for the Roos, the week before when they got bowled over, they looked desperately slow. Last week they got <coughs> Rovat, Atley, Turner, Garner, all flowing through the forward line, in yep. turn taking it, in turn to come up to the midfield and give them speed forward to the centre. And with that speed, they were able to get outside and then long to Ben Brown. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the big... That was probably the difference in the game, just their ability. Because we know they're hard. They've been hard all year. I reckon they've been a good tackling team. They've been good around the contest. But then to, to get those outsiders doing running and then get into to this guy, geez, he marks it at the highest point, doesn't he? Makes yeah. it very... Very hard to spoil the ball. So he's not, Martin, not Martin. a lot of tricks, has he, Dicko? But he's just... He's a straight railway line leader. He and he's just so long and he gets it at the highest point. He says, you've got to be better and longer than me to spoil it. Well, I think Marchbank gets the job yeah. on him. Uh, I like the way he... He's got some good closing speed. And when you know, as a defender... He's going to be pretty predictable. I think Marchback, you can give the... Um... You don't think Liam Jones gets gets a look in after his game on uh, Josh Bruce last Five week? Five weeks, apparently, he's been sensational. Yeah. Well, he has, and he had 26 and had, took 15 marks as a defender. Now, I know we, we talk about Liam a, a fair bit, but do they make the change, or do they just stick now with Silvani, Plowman and Marshman, and Rose just uh, gone? Well, Liam, for, my, for mine, I just see him as a forward, but, Ruzi, you know him more than uh, Yeah, I most. saw a lot of him last, last year, to be fair to him. He did play mainly forward. My son played the... the the Blues last year. Uh, look, he, Brown might be one that he can play on, Jono, because like, I believe he hasn't got great endurance, Liam Jones. That thing holding him back. I've seen him play some sensational footy, VFL football. Is Brown one that he could play on, though? Pretty straight line. Straight Doesn't line. He's athletically got the ability hard, to get up and, and spoil. Um, be a nice simple job to come in and do, yeah, wouldn't it? I think it would be, because he's straight line, Ben Brown, so yep. you know that he's But he's not going to work okay. you over. He's not going to work you up. Derm too far up the ground, turn you around, come back. So if you have got a problem with endurance, as Jones, I believe, has, he is maybe a match-up that uh, he could take. Mm. be nice to see him because everybody's just about written him. It would be nice to see him come back. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you, gents. <laughs> up next, 360. <laughs> <laughs>